Nmakwe, who's it, my bro? Sweet no Ah, sweet no smogo, papa. Sweet no smogo. Let's start off here in the aviation sector. And uh, I want us maybe to take a look at uh, these two stories here in the world of transport. Now, uh, uh, yeah, Air France and KLM, that uh, jointly a French and Dutch-owned airliner, uh, I think uh, each of those governments own 14% apiece. Uh, they've seen their numbers plummet 56% and uh, saying uh, they're quite uncertain about how things are going to unfold with all of the travel restrictions across the world and uh, very, very low load factors there, which uh, uh, measure how many people have actually occupied uh, the air fleet here. Uh, talk to me about what's happening here and more importantly, I guess, uh, the kind of support that they can expect uh, from the uh, Dutch and French authorities. Hey, Kunzi, my Baba, you know, if, if you even get big boys like uh, Emirates looking for bailout... I mean, who's SAE? I mean, <laughs> exactly, you know. But yeah, it only makes sense. People are not traveling, whether it's for uh, tourism or it's for business, mm. because of all these travel bans, and it just makes perfect sense. I mean, if we take that six billion euros that they're looking for at current exchange rate, they're talking plus minus 117 billion, you know, and I've uh, rent that the guys are looking for and apparently the French guys, they don't have a problem to help them out and or give them guarantees when they have to go to bank. But it makes sense. The guys are struggling all because of these things which are all beyond their control. It's not a question of poor management, but a question of unfortunately people have been restricted to travel. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean... When, if you're sitting, uh, I guess, at, uh, you know, uh, SAA or even SA Express uh, or even Mango or any other uh, uh, airliner here, and maybe not the, the low-cost airliners, and you're looking at what's happening to KLM uh, and Air France here, uh, what do you make of that? I mean, uh, we know this is an industry, yes, with very low margins, and if you take a massive revenue side shock like COVID-19, uh, I guess you sit there and you ask yourself whether or not there's a way out you know, those guys are fortunate and hence they continue to survive because they're making their good margin or good money from regional flights. Mm. And that's what has been said with SAA, that probably if they can look into the continent, probably they can do better because internationally it's difficult to compete with the likes of Emirates, you know, and locally it's difficult to compete with the likes of the low-cost airlines. But yeah, sure, SAA, there's no way. And now they've got a very good excuse, you know, all those uh, rescue, business rescue practitioners to make sure that they sort out SAA that it becomes a much leaner machine coming out of this whole thing because now West are not generating any income at all. But mm. the long and short, I think SAA will be competitive if they focus on regional routes. And I think that's what other companies are doing. I mean, as for saying Air France, stuff like that, but international. It's very difficult. Even the deltas of this one, they're making good money because that big when it comes to the original road. Mm, mm. Which delta? The, the Nigerians? <laughs> the US one. Oh, okay. No, no, sorry. I'm mixing <laughs> it up with another with another airliner there. But uh, let's shift our attention from the skies and maybe go to the roads here. Uh, Bolt, it seems, uh, are seeking state aid here. Uh, this is an Estonian company. They also have a presence in the South African market. Uh, and it seems here yeah, that uh, they've gone to the banks uh, to no avail and now going to the state and saying, uh, yes, Estonian government, you've seen what the French have done in terms of intervening uh, on behalf of startups. Uh, uh, we really think you should follow suit. If not, we might not be able to survive this crisis. 
You know, same story, you know, and this, that is also what is most of our local companies are facing. Unfortunately, the situation is beyond control. I mean, they come here, you even get the likes of your Fushimis, you know, mm. the likes of your Pepco. So all I'm saying here is just too tough. And now those guys, yes, it makes sense. Unfortunately, the loan that they had in January, apparently uh, the conditions there of is not easy now for commercial banks to just back them on this other one. Hence, they turn them down. But the government is stepping in. And I think it talks to what has been saying all along, that, you know, we need this all monetary stimulus. But the fiscal stimulus are also important to help the monetary stimulus. Hence, today, you call it the U.S. Federal Reserve, announcing that $2.3 trillion stimulus to directly help small, large, and households, you know, directly so. Because monetary is well and good, but now... As the, uh, the guys are expecting, the board company expecting that now the French government has to directly come in. Unfortunately, if I'm not mistaken, I think that government has got some pity to be able to take some stakes in those struggling companies. And companies like that, I think it will be worth their while for them to take a stake. I mean, it's more of an international company, more than anything. It's operating also back home here. Mm, 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 mm. And then, Mark, I guess the other thing that uh, I'm quite interested in is uh, if we look at those two international stories, uh, it certainly does illuminate the picture of what's happening, uh, at least of all, in Europe uh, from the company front. Uh, but we've also seen some news coming through here from South Africa. Now, a big chunk of the news uh, has been, I guess, requests to banks and to landlords for some form of payment holiday uh, to retain the cash flow position of many entities. And we've also seen, I guess, even on the part of the banks, a request from the Saab to say, if you can, hold off on the dividends, if you can, hold off on the share buybacks um, uh, so that you can retain as much capital as you can uh, to deal with whatever defaults you might have, but also uh, to join the effort of lending uh, to households to, to get us out of this crisis. Now, I'm sitting here asking myself, you know, what landlord would still say, uh, you know, I want my rent for April. Uh, I don't care if you come at whatever arrangement, uh, but uh, I still expect my... Uh, a rental for 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 April, and it seems Safari Investments here, which uh, has uh, quite a few malls in places like Sibukeng, Mamelodi, uh, uh, and also one uh, operation I understand in Namibia, is saying some of their tenants are withholding April rent, and that uh, we still expect our money. That's what they're saying. Yeah, and they're hoping that come the seventeenth of of April, because apparently they're trying to come up with a, a, a sort of a, a stimulus or a way of trying to help the guys. Apparently, the three property associations are working towards something like that, that they can be able to give guys some leave when it comes to their rental payments. But yeah, contractually, I think it's going to be an issue because the retailers are saying, you know what, I think we've got a legal opinion and that's saying we're seeing our rights, but the landlords are saying no, but now it's a question of they all have to agree. But since prevail here, I mean, if I'm not working, you know, if I'm not generating income, how do you expect me, you know, to pay your rent? And I'm not generating income because I'm not allowed to come to those premises that you expect me to pay rent on. So I think in a way the guys they do have, you know, a, 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 what do you call it, something, a, a leg to stand on. But other companies, I don't think it's a question of they don't have money, especially the likes of your PayPal, the likes of your KFC. It's a question of that trying to let's capitalize on what is happening now why should we pay? Then maybe let's get that lease to try to save. Now, the question is, those companies as well, the retailers, are trying to save as much money as they can 
as we don't know how long will this whole thing uh, carry on. But from the looks of things, the U.S. is prepared and ready to try to open the economy. And people are even saying that, you know what, the minute we get this whole thing contained, the recovery will be very robust. So maybe that's something pleasing that, yes, it's not all doom and gloom. It might be short-lived, but, yeah, we know the consequences might last a little bit further. Hence, like getting the likes of the uh, Wall Street banks saying that the next two years they expect almost $5 trillion rent to be eroded from the global economy. You also get the likes of your sub, uh, what you call it, your World Bank, talking about the growth in sub-Saharan Africa. That is not going to look at okay. this, but it's long and short is that, yes, the far they've got a point, but it's a question of just like what banks have been doing mm. to the customers, that, guys, let's talk, let's handle things case by case, let's give you that relief, you know, if need be. But I don't think other guys really yeah. the question. Take KFC. Can KFC not have money to pay rent? Ah. It's a question of the exercising that, right? No, that, you know, but I mean, cash management, Mark, well, you know, you don't know what's going to happen after this. So I think everybody's trying to get to a point that says, hey, man, sure. let me contain as much of my cash flow as exactly. I can. But I guess, you know, that then places uh, the landlords in a bit of a pickle because they have the same logic. So who then is supposed to take the haircut? Who's supposed to take the haircut? Is mm. the big brother. The big brother happens to be the commercial bank. And the mm. big brother commercial bank, if they've got problems, Reserve Bank already have made money available to them. In the hundreds of billions. In the hundreds of billions, you know. So here the Reserve Bank comes into the the play and plays its real role as the last uh, as as the lender of last Last resort. resort, So they will go to they'll go to the Reserve Bank. Okay, Makwe, let's pause there for a second. And uh, when we come back, I mean, I want us maybe just on the point you're raising about the Reserve Bank to touch on whether or not uh, you think that room to manoeuvre of a few billion, a few hundred billion, I should say, is going to be felt in the same way in many households, uh, uh, or some of that will be absorbed by whatever defaults the banking sector might face. And uh, we'll also then take a look at what's happening for paper packager. Mondi, which uh, often, I guess, uh, tends to feel the lagged impact of whatever is happening in industrial sectors who they supply. So uh, we'll continue with that on the other side of this brief break. I'm in conversation with Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers, and it's our wrap of the top business stories of the day. Checkers are still there to make sure that you can have the best Easter at home with more unbeatable value on everything you need for the weekend. So get to Checkers for extra savings like 900 grams of Lancewood cheddar or Gouda for 89 rand and 99 cents and 200 grams of Lynch chocolate cornets for 69 rand and 99 cents and assorted 2.25 litre Coca-Cola zero sugar variants. You can get two for only 34 rand. These extra savings deals are valid till the 16th of April at Checkers and Checkers Hyper. Four minutes now, it is before 8pm. I'm in conversation for our wrap of the top business stories with Makwe Masilela, Chief Investment Officer at Makwe Fund Managers. Now, Makwe, before we went to the break, you were saying the big brother, uh, the big brother, uh, in this case, the big banks, uh, have to take the haircut. And uh, they pass that haircut on to the South African Reserve Bank as the lender of last resort. And just talking about the bank, I mean, you know, uh, their latest amendments to their prudential regulations, uh, uh, according to some estimates, have freed up, uh, you know, to the tune of a few hundred billion uh, in mm-hmm. liquidity into the banking sector, which uh, yeah. a lot of people expect to be on lent to us as consumers, right? Uh, that uh, yeah. that must be extended to us as households and as firms. Um, and I'm sitting here asking myself, I mean, whether or not uh, we've seen any historic example of that full quanta being passed on uh, to households and what else might 
uh, I guess, prevent that from happening. I mean, one might be defaults and uh, banks uh, using that as an opportunity to, I guess, shoulder some of the defaults uh, that come with this period. But what else would, uh, uh, I guess, you know, lead to some of this money not getting into our pockets? Default is no longer an issue. It's not only an excuse because they were allowed even before, you know. I think two weeks back, you know, that the, the Reserve Bank will, will, will at least the lesson there is when it comes to the capital adequacy. Because if you've got a uh, lot of defaults then or impairment, then you have to have more when it comes to capital adequacy. So mm. the bank is pre- the Reserve Bank is prepared to do that. Hence, they're entertaining the fact that we can give you a three month leave, you know, pay when it comes to the repayment. But yeah, the ultimate thing is to try to stimulate the economy by making sure that we make a responsible lending and then us as well to spend that money into the economy because for this economy to continue to work, we need access to capital. Unfortunately, interest rates are down now and chances are they might even go down again, you know. Mm. So it's not even going to be cumbersome on us as consumers, but I think here the operational work is a responsible lending. We're not just going to borrow that money and just go and buy food and chips. That's like fence. Mm. Fence Anyway, even before the coronavirus, FEMS has been crying and saying, please help, help, help. The economy is not doing okay. So this is a good opportunity because the Reserve Bank has put in the money that guys go ahead. Hence, maybe you get the likes of the U.S. and other banks where they directly you know, get involved in lending to companies if they think that the banks are not going to be able to do uh, the lending the way they expect them to do it. But at the end of the day, to get this economy growing, we need to have people to have access to capital, and hopefully they use that capital for the right reasons to grow their companies, to make sure that they get out of whatever debt is in there. But obviously, I borrow your money or I lend your money mm. on the basis that I'm confident that you'll be able to replay, to repay me. So that will that should still apply. You cannot lend out to someone that you know that don't be able to, to repay you. Certainly does make things uh, somewhat, uh, I guess, more difficult. And, uh, uh, and I mean, if you think about that kind of quanta of uh, room to maneuver, uh, it certainly, you know, might be misleading for people to think that that automatically means a hundred billions worth of injection into the uh, credit market because uh, banks will still have to uh, go through the same, you know, processes, protocols and controls to ensure well, that that money is responsibly lent out. Uh, by all means, and why would I lend you money if uh, I can see that you won't be able to, to repay me? Yes. Then that's very irresponsible. Then you take us back to 2007, 2008, yeah. where you've got these ninja loans, you know, no income, no job, and you, you lend that money to people. At the end of the day, they fail to repay you. So you still have to do that responsible lending. Remember, the national credit regulator is still in place. They will come after you. Makwe, mm. before I let you go, Mondi. Uh, they, uh, I guess, went out to the market today and said, look, yeah, guys, it's a tough time for us as well. But, uh, you know, our, I guess, uh, consumer side of the business uh, uh, from a packaging perspective uh, continues to be robust. Our cash flow position is robust. Our net debt uh, to EBITDA is still within the covenants uh, that have been set with the lenders. So so we're in a good place and uh, we'll maybe think about uh, paying that dividend. We'll play this by ear. Yeah later they'll pay it later and also when it comes to some capital expenditure they've postponed that so it makes sense you know and they must not uh, mislead us when they say they've got cash that 27 billion they're talking about just 65 percent thereof Mm. is their cash the rest is 
debt, which they have not yet made to a withdrawals on it. So it's not like they really have seven billion. So they have to be clear. Mm. So forty-five percent of his debt, but yeah. Still, they're still in a very good position, and I think it's a wise decision. And I've seen most companies as well saying that you know what, we're going to postpone or delay, you know, paying out the dividends so that we can at least make sure that we've got enough cash to be able to sustain ourselves. No one knows how long will this whole thing last. Mm, 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 mm. And then, I mean, talk to me about some of the capital expenditure. They've said the non-essential capex. Uh, they're going to put on hold, and that might delay, I guess, you know, how quickly some of the projects can come online. But uh, if I look at that, and then I also look at, uh, you know, one of the mills taken out of operation, producing, uh, you know, a certain million of tonnage uh, a day, uh, you know, what impact are those two developments going to have on their future prospects, even beyond this particular crisis? It's going to have a negative impact on their earnings as they're producing less, but it only makes sense. Demand is not there. As they stated that as from the beginning of April or so, they've seen uh, that there's no demand in South Africa and also in Europe, even though their last quarter it was a good quarter. I think it only makes sense to reduce production if demand is not out there. Okay, Makwe, let's leave it there, my brother. I see uh, people priming themselves and getting themselves ready uh, to uh, hear the address of uh, President uh, Cyril Matamera uh, Ramaphosa. And uh, yeah, uh, I guess uh, maybe if you look at the crystal ball, Makwe, what uh, do you anticipate from this address? To prepare us on time, that it's going to give an extension, maybe over a week or two, on the lockdown. Okay, Makwe being very, very uh, hawkish. Uh, on that front. Is that the word? Hawkish. 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 Hey, Tara, my brother. Hey, Tara. Mark the hawk. Mark the hawk. We'll have to leave it there, but that was our wrap of the top business stories. Love to hear from you. You might have a view on some of those.